This is Monsignor Kevin Hale with the homily for Easter Sunday, the 16th of April. We are never more God's priestly people than when on this day we proclaim Christ's resurrection. We know that there are and have been any number of groups and individuals who say that what we believe is pure fiction, an elaborate hoax and nothing more than a beautiful myth. Now, if you know anything about myths, especially those from classical culture, you'll know that they are very engaging and entertaining stories. They will often contain a truth about life, the afterlife and the earth. But when it comes to the Christian faith and to the content of the Gospels, then the word myth is totally inappropriate, since the Gospels are not about wishful thinking of the human race. C.S. Lewis, like his friend Tolkien, was an ardent student of mythology. Both of them in their academic careers were students and teachers of mythology. Lewis said that those who claim that the Gospel accounts are mythic in form haven't read many myths. What Lewis said, and Tolkien too, was that there was a qualitative difference in the Gospel stories. Myths are never set in any time or place. They often begin once upon a time or as in Star Wars, a long time ago in a galaxy far away. Myths are meant to transcend space and time, and myths play an important place in culture. The writers weren't trying to mislead anybody because they're not history. The Bible, on the other hand, is primarily a historical book. Its main focus is on particular acts of God within history, creation the call of Abraham, the formation of a people Israel, the emergence of God's chosen race. This is on display in the New Testament as well. A casual glance at the Gospel shows us that Jesus was not a mythical figure like those in ancient mythology, like Apollo or Athena. We are told that he existed at a particular time in history. Specific people are mentioned who existed at the same time it can be verified historically. He was, as we say in the Creed, crucified under a particular Roman official named Pontius Pilate. There's historical evidence of his existence. There's no attempt to place Jesus in some vague period of a mythical past. There's every attempt to identify him specifically in time and place. If you're tempted to say that the resurrection is a myth, about just another God dying and rising again, then we have to say that we hear of particular incidents, like Mary of Magdala, who came from a particular town that was well known. The other women who came to the tomb can likewise be identified. We hear two of the particular figures who ran to the tomb, Peter and John. Why did they bother about details unless they wanted their hearers to know for sure? We even hear of the peculiar arrangement of the burial clothes. The linen cloth over his head was set apart by itself. You wouldn't bother with that kind of detail in a myth. This was something vividly remembered. As they told the story, they remembered those particular details. Furthermore, and what is most impressive and distinctive, is that the followers of the risen Jesus had witnesses. Peter, Paul, James, Matthew, Thomas and the rest, who went to the ends of the world 
and to their deaths to carry the truth of Jesus' resurrection. You never hear about missionaries of ancient mythical gods because they weren't real figures and people who told those stories knew it. They knew it was a myth. But this Jesus risen from the dead had witnesses who vividly remembered him, who vividly remembered his terrible death and vividly remembered his unnerving resurrection. This is the difference for Easter. That's what gives the lie to the sceptics of Christianity. It's what convinces us that we're not dealing with some myth. And because of these witnesses, we gather here today because God has done something unforgettable, remarkable and unique. He has interrupted the rhythms of nature by raising his son from the dead. Those who are entering the church this Easter, here and throughout the church, are not throwing in their lot with a mythical figure. We wouldn't let them do that. They are saying what over 20 centuries of followers of Jesus have said before, and that they will now say, because they believe that Christ is Lord, and they believe in the family of Christ, that unique and wonderful family, that is worth boasting about often because this our family is made up of every race of young and old rich and poor saint and sinner all over the globe we started hospitals to care for the sick we established orphanages and helped the poor we brought relief and comfort to all those in need we educate more children than any other religion or, re or scholarly institution we developed the scientific method and laws of evidence. We founded the university system and we defend the dignity of all human life from birth to the grave. Cities were named after our revered saints who navigated a path before us. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We're transformed by sacred scripture and sacred tradition, which have consistently guided us for over 2000 years. And there are over 1 billion in our family, sharing fully in the sacraments and the fullness of the Christian faith. For centuries we've prayed for everyone in our world, at every hour of every day, whenever the Mass is celebrated. Jesus himself laid the foundation of our faith when he said to Peter, the first Pope, that upon this rock I will build my church. For over 2,000 years we've had an unbroken line of shepherds guiding the Catholic Church with love and truth in what is a confused and hurting world. And in this world, filled with chaos, hardship and pain, it's comforting to know that some things remain consistent, true and strong. Our Catholic faith and the eternal love God has for all creation. Ours is one family, united in Jesus Christ, our Lord and risen Saviour. And we claim his mother as our mother also, who was the first to witness the resurrection and who has remained so faithful to him throughout her life. As she was the first to receive Christ in the flesh, so she can show us the way still. We ask her prayers as we pray throughout this Easter season. Regina Chaley, Letare, Ora pro nobis Deo. Pray for us to God. Hallelujah.